Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot in days of all blank time? For old lang syne, my dear, for old lang syne, we'll take a cup of kindness yet for old lang It was the one Christmas Eve I had to work on yeah. games. And I had an old karate instructor of mine come in. He didn't. Was he didn't. Re- no, it wasn't Bozo. It was this other guy. Yeah, okay. And uh, he didn't recognize me, right? Because I was yeah. a lot older than I was when I was karate. And, but I did the whole thing. Did anybody help you with this today at the cash, right? You know what he said right. to me? He said, nobody tells me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> What a freaking good subject. It sounds like me. It does sound like you. Good lord. <laughs> Maybe you should do that next time you're at a store. Did anyone help you with this today, sir? Nobody tells me what to do. <laughs> I just got to pull, pull Wolverine. I go where I want to go. I want to go. <laughs> Oh, boy. I told Jake that one because he had the guy. He thought it was funny. I told my dad that. My dad thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get started, uh-huh. Theodore. Yeah, I know you're not actually. You know that's not my name. I know. <laughs> yeah. I was telling Pruley, uh the story that you told me on one of our Christmas episodes uh, about the sack ripping out or the, the sack falling out of your pants. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. The quarter and I was. I was like, how loose are your friggin' boxers that your friggin' fellas are just fluffing out? Yeah, well, no. It, sometimes the boxers, you know, they don't all come with button flies. <clears throat> so sometimes they get jostled around to hang out that way. Other uh, times they hang out through the, the short part. And then other times the boxers will also develop holes in them. <laughs> and I hold on to my stuff forever. They'll fall through that way. Because I remember Cleveland. The first time we went to Cleveland, not yeah. the shit show. Uh, the first, first time. And where the first thing you did when we got to the hotel is the Teddy tradition. Drop trow and just <laughs> flop on the bed. And yeah. you, you just did a full... Back, fl- uh, back flop, basically, on the bed. You just went like, ooh, and then I just saw your freaking fellas flop out. I was like, oh, God. You and, and Paul like, were so offended by that. <laughs> I mean, you were like, oh, what do you need to take it out for? I did all the driving. Well, who cares? We weren't going anywhere. Just let me. I And it wasn't even a nap. I just wanted to chill. 
That's why you chill on the bed. I got two. This is what you get for recording outside in a blizzard, by the way. <laughs> I wanted to have a seat. Oh, nice and warm inside my home. You're out there freezing. I suffer. Freezing my throat Rastafarian mayonnaise off. See, uh, the whole time I was thinking about that, but I wasn't sure. I'm like, is that going to offend Teddy? He gets offended. Um, no, why would that offend me? But uh, I got two words for you, my friend. It's not hot tub. It's uh, it's not, it's not hot tub. <laughs> I got two words for you, George. Hot tub. <laughs> it's boxer briefs or jockeys. Uh, yeah, I wear a lot of those now. I don't know. I kind of go in between them. Because the, the jockeys are good because, I don't know, they almost make you feel a little sexier than you are because they kind of like mash and prop things up. Whereas, yeah. Uh, some, sometimes it could be a bit of a deception because it makes the package look bigger than it is. But uh, I gotta lose this holiday weight before I uh, do anything. I have folds now, Brian. Folds. Folds okay. where? <laughs> My waist. Uh, so what? Sure, your gut hangs over your belt. Yeah, that's been 1999 to present for me, Ted. So relax. <laughs> oh boy! Although wait, I have a family doctor now, and he says I'm healthy. Well, so. this is the thing. Like we talked about your one friend there, and uh, was it Detroit, who's grossly overweight by like clinical standards, but actually, yeah. like all tests come back healthy. That's like. Every, yeah. I've, I've told you this before where my family doctor thinks I have diabetes every time I go see him. <laughs> I was picturing him shaking his head the second you walk in. Oh, diabetes. I didn't even tell you what's wrong with me. It's, it's diabetes. Oh, um, it's probably the Oreos. <laughs> I don't eat Oreos. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, you can be... <laughs> That Lane and Jerry just gorging on Oreos. You don't eat Oreos? Like you pull them apart, you look at it. It's like you're having sex with it. <laughs> um. Well, there's a guy at my work. Well, before uh, before we all parted ways for the uh, pandemic, I'd see him in, walking around the office. He is a big fella. Like he looks like yeah. his calves like ate a watermelon. Sure. Like. Not like big as in like those are some toned ass calves. He's a he's a big man. He's a happy guy. I I remember walking by his desk. He has like a reserve of like dipping sauces and like salt <laughs> ketchup packets. And yeah, like I think he had like a two liter Coke at, a, at his desk that I assume he he drinks over the course of the week. I hope I didn't even uh, his I didn't even call him like whenever I brought him up to Mike, I'd be like. You know that guy, Diabetes John? And he's like, John, Diabetes John. I'm like, well, his name's just John, but I just assume he's Diabetes because big fat fuck. Good lord. This is, this is turning into two fat guys fat bashing other fat guys. Is that the podcast now? You see how, like, Burr, when you, when you see that bit where Burr's about talking about that fat guy he had to sit next to him on the plane, he's like, I'll give the guy this. Didn't smell. Plus, those fatty smell. This guy was okay. Hey, Ate all the cookies. It's our birthright. We can make fun of other fatties. There's this one guy who I used to work with. Don't work with him anymore. He drove me nuts, right? He's a big fat guy, too. Yeah. And uh, same thing with his desk. Someone went to borrow a pen from his desk. He was out on the road. He's like, 
This guy's got 25 fucking dipping sauces on his desk, but not a single pen! <laughs> yeah. And then I went, uh, he, he, parked, he would always park beside me, which drove me crazy. I'm like, just don't, you don't have to show that you're buddies by parking beside me. Weird, right? Yeah. I looked at his car, I'm like, oh, he's classier than I thought. I thought he had, like, a cigar box on the on his, like, dashboard. No, it was chocolate. <laughs> like, Homer Simpson and his bubblegum cigars. <laughs> his bubblegum cigars. A bucket of ice cream covered in pies. <laughs> Uh, do you know what I thought about doing? I was sitting yeah. there. I was like, all right, it's the holidays. It's time to uh, invent or not invent, but uh, experiment. And because I, yeah. I drink, I, I don't eat as much anymore. I, I do a lot of meal replacements. So I'll have like a protein shake uh, when I start work. And uh, mm-hmm. so I was like, what if I put that protein shake in with some candy cane ice cream? <laughs> Chocolate that sounds candy. awful. <laughs> it's chocolate. That's awful. That's just you sound like Krusty the Clown. I wanted to drop ten pounds, so I ate nothing but milkshakes. <laughs> you die of milkshakes. Look how he leave alone for five minutes. He's gained fifty pounds. It looks terrible. And then in the next scene, he's back to normal. Yeah, he's back to normal. The next scene. Oh boy! All right, as I my cigar has gone out and my lighters don't work because I'm freezing my, as you said, Rastafari and Nene's uh, off. Let's get this thing started. This is Canada FM. Even though we're recording it on December 23rd, it is the uh, New Year's episode. I hope by the time this airs, everyone's had a good holiday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's because I really didn't leave you a good opening to chime in. Like, I had a great... How the hell do you know? You could, like, burn your hand with the I don't know if that's going to be a great holiday. It's going to be terrible for all I know. That's why I was just like, uh, you're a rank I wish this was... I wish we had the visual component because we can pull, like... During that episode of The Simpsons where they're, like, they're covering up their mouths to say the teams of the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <We'd be> like... <laughs> Just have a blurred throwing frozen picture of us. That would be funny. You know, uh, I was just thinking about our Christmas episodes, and before yeah. we get before we dive into New Year's, first of all, uh, I was listening to some Fishbone the other day, and uh-huh. I did not realize that song "Have a Good Life" was literally just the summary of the movie "It's a Wonderful Life." I never really paid attention to the lyrics. Real? I didn't realize that either. Yeah, because that's he, a Christmas song. Yeah, because he talks about the. Uh, um, he talks about at the start of the movie he where... He says, the angel. Yeah, the angel, remember now. The angel, remember now. We and uh, he, at the start of the song, he, he talks about jumping in the lake. You know how George uh, saves his yeah. brother? And then he talks about, he's like, I'm, I'm bankrupt. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's yeah. You're right. I, it, ne- it literally dawned on me last week. I was sitting there in the gym. Wow. Like, what? It's all coming back to me now. No, the angel made me void. Got thrown out the bar. Then I wrecked my car. Got socked in the jaw. Cussed out by my mama. Someone stole my money. Screamed out by my honey. Things was getting worse. Things was getting worse. Things was getting worse. Things was getting worse. We're going to have a good life. We're going to have a good life. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Well, that's going on uh, Ted's Holly Jolly Bangers. There you uh, go. 
we're done here. Um, and uh, oh, excuse me. Before, they also have a new song called like Saint Nick or something like that. That's well, that's cool. I'll check that out. Also, do you know what's funny? I, I braved the storm today because I didn't feel like cooking, and uh, I went to Wendy's and um, Hoxley Workman, your boy, was uh, I guess took took over the ones and twos on Indie eighty eight today and was doing, oh, okay was doing a Christmas playlist. He literally put like two or three of my songs on there. Like he was playing, oh, nice. he was playing Bahamas and that classified song. At least from what I heard, Brian. Brian, I know. Play the noise, Brian. Ah, there it is. Never gets old. You know, uh, before we dive into all the hibbitivity uh, of the of New Year or the year that was, I want to get something off my chest. Yeah, it is festivus technically. So. That's true. It's the airing Time of for the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with these people. <laughs> you know, in a year where we saw like uh, a Russian invasion of Ira- of uh, the Ukraine, and we saw trucker uh, convoys, the stupidest uh, people are still not those people. The stupidest people are these Taylor Swift fans. Have you heard about this? Where uh, about the uh, the Ticketmaster thing? Well, not just Ticketmaster. Like, I mean, the you know, it's been well regarded that Ticketmaster just you know it's an open flood of bots who steal all the tickets and then resell them to get yeah. to gouge people that's just common knowledge what's not common knowledge are these stupid people who record themselves crying on the internet I couldn't get tickets I was in line for seven hours <laughs> it's driving me uh, it's driving me fucking nuts since we're just uh, just between us um uh, my boss was trying to get tickets for one of our stations to give away. Yeah. And I just turned him as I was leaving work. Fuck Taylor Swift! Yeah! We're getting pink! <laughs> I got pink tickets instead. Good. That was my Jack Black and Saving Silverman. Hey, yeah! Coming oh yeah! <laughs> what are you drinking, by the way? This is called... So, uh, Bryn's friend Riley gave me a bunch of beers. Um, this is called Beardmore Lagered Ale. It's quite nice. Furnace Room Brewery. It's a little bit lighter, but I had three beers before the show started, and one since we started recording, so... Well, I was st- I, light. I was drinking some rum and eggnog, as you recommended last week, and I kicked it over... <laughs> So I got I got a couple of beers here. Do you know what's funny? It is so uh-huh. cold here that uh, I can already feel ice in my beer. <laughs> oh my god, your teeth are going to start chattering. Um, but uh, I don't know who makes this beer, but it's a uh, 50th anniversary of the uh, the glorious victory over from Team Cannon over those dirty commies. It's not uh, Molson. I don't know. It's a blonde. It just it literally says 72 Canada, blonde, and 50th anniversary. I'm sure somewhere on it here. It doesn't have a, a brewery on there, huh? I'm sure it does somewhere, but it's not the highlight. Hmm. Uh, right. It's funny. Your screen is uh, frozen. It's just you holding your phone. You're making this very devilish face like you're up to something. Uh, <clears throat> it's, you're always up to something, though. All right, let's get on with this show. This is literally us fucking around. Yeah, it's what we do. That's true. All right. Well, I got I got my intentionally written down preamble out of the way. So uh, yeah. 
So let's start with the music. Well, not just music, but like new music that you listen to. Because you were telling me a couple weeks back that you had started like an idea. Well, I don't know if it was an idea, but just that you wanted to make a conscious effort to listen to a new album every day, or at least every couple of days. Yes. So it's 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 a bit of a New Year's resolution. I haven't been able to do it every day. I've done it most days since I said I was going to do it. Uh, I've been trying to listen to new albums just about every day. And uh, by doing so, I've been going through this uh, Instagram account called Do The Dog Music. Uh, also, R.I.P. Terry Hall, since this is the first episode we've done. Yeah. since uh, We're going to get to a tribute to Terry. I know, but Do The Dog, of course, is a special yeah, song, obviously. right? And if you can't tell, this is a ska uh, account that I'm on, being a big ska guy. Um, so I took a look at his recommendations because it's a lot of ska bands I've never heard before. And I just took one a day, listen to it, see what I thought of it. Uh, he's got a band from England called the Buster Shuffle. Oh, yeah. If you like madness, you'll like them. They're quite good. And then he has the Busters out of Germany. That was interesting. Cause some of their songs are in English. Some of them are in German. Yeah. Um, the Slackers new album is awesome. I recommend the songs Don't Let the Sun uh, Sunshine Fool You and uh, State House. Those are excellent songs. Uh, I listened to, I think my favorite album of the year so far that I've been going throughout this list is The Interrupters. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, Los Cassettes was a ska band from, I believe, Mexico. They're pretty good, but very laid back, very jazzy, mostly instrumentals. So probably, don't know if I'll go back to it. So it's Geyer Stirs Flood. right? A little bit more like the Scottalites, yeah. Okay. They had a couple songs we singing, though. They had a female vocalist. It was pretty good. Uh, Geier Sturzflug is a German ska new wave band from the 80s. Oh, they yeah. just put out a new song, a new album. It's all German. No English on it, but it was a lot of fun. I liked it. Uh, then you had Ori Ska Band. Have you ever heard of Ori Ska Band? No. They are a Japanese ska band, all girls. They are fucking awesome. Nice. And they just sing in Japanese. Sometimes the choruses are in English. Uh, that would be number two on my album's picks, actually, right after The Interrupters. Oh, wow. It was that good. Yeah, I really loved it. <clears throat> uh, oh, yeah. Then I had this other guy. I had to ask who the guy was. Joe York. He does reggae, but like dub reggae, but like in a really falsetto voice. And it wasn't for me. I didn't like it. Uh, the Bruce Lee Band had a new album. That was a lot of fun. I like that. That's Mike Park, who we've seen live. From uh, Skank and Pickle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the Spitfires. I actually almost sent this to you because Spitfires are kind of – they're an English band and they're kind of like Madness meets the Stone Roses. Wow. So they're like kind of – they've got the two-tone influence but they've also got the Brit pop influence. Nice. So I almost actually sent you their album because I thought you might like it. And I'm basically up to date. Oh, I also listened to another English ska band called the Kubricks and they were a lot of fun. I like that that album too. So that's where I am plus Bruce Springsteen's new album uh, which I loved. Absolutely loved it. Right on. So there we go. I loved all the old soul cover, even though they're just covers. They're still it's still great. Bruce's there's not a whole lot of white guys that can get away with having that much soul. Well, but Bruce is one of them. You've seen the Kennedy Center Honors, right? That would uh, no, I haven't. So probably this is like ten years back now. Uh, they they honored mm-hmm. Bruce and um, John Stewart did the the speech and he said um what did he say he's like i believe that bob dylan and james brown 
had a baby. And they left that on the side of the route, whatever Jersey Turnpike. And they cut up to Bruce, and then Bruce is like yeah. slapping it. Because you know how the, the, the honorees are always in that first like row of the balcony? He's like on the edge of the balcony just slapping it. And he's just like, he's like, same sex. Uh, what was it? Same sex. Uh, interracial marriages being what they did or what they were. Obviously, they couldn't keep the baby. And like he just did this whole thing. Um, uh, the police did the rising, which or Sting did the rising. Sorry, and it yeah. was awesome. Eddie Vedder did My City of Ruins because they're buddies. And uh, a lot of stuff from the rising. Huh? Yeah, and then uh, I think it was Melissa Etheridge did Born to Run. Okay, because uh, I've seen a lot of those. You said Bruce. Bruce was yucking it up. Oh, yeah. I thought that was funny because the only other time I've seen him really like laughing it up was. Uh, it was just before Obama got in, 2008, and my dad and I were in Dauphin, just moving to Dauphin. Yeah. We were watching uh, him doing a speech, and he's like making fun of Sarah Palin in his speech, yeah. and he goes, don't be fooled by the you betchas and the okie dokies. <laughs> and then he goes, Bruce knows what I'm talking about. And shows, I didn't even know he was there. It just brings you to the side of the stage like, he laughs at Um It was interesting. Like, Sting stole the show. Um, and yeah. like, cause I've seen a bunch of those Kennedy center performances. Like some of them are very mediocre and I'm just like, other times they're like, why the hell would they get this band or this singer and stuff? It just doesn't seem like they would be that influenced by them. Um, yeah, I like it too. When they get like a singer, like who the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the Sting <laughs> one was great. And like everyone, you know, cause it's a rising, everyone stood up and was clapping their hands and they showed, uh. They showed Bruce, and you could see him kind of like he wanted to sing. You could see him kind of wanting to move his mouth, and he's yeah. sitting there. And then everyone stands up. Obama and his wife are sitting next to him. They stand up. He's the only one still sitting down. Eventually, he gets up, but uh, it, he he wanted to be on that stage. But uh, Sting did. A- you gotta imagine it's a little bit awkward. Well, like the next year, you know, seeing someone else sing your song, yeah, a little bit awkward. Yeah, the next year, I think it was the next year recently. Sting was honored shortly after, and so Bruce did one of Sting's songs, so he paid, paid him back. Okay, so we returned the favor. Um, yeah. yeah, it was really good. I still need to listen to that uh, that new one. I've, I saw the documentary Western Stars with Jake, I think it was last year or two years, or maybe it was before the pandemic. This know. is uh, the only only the strong survived, though. I know. I'm just saying that's the this most is, recent uh, Bruce I've new. heard. Is the... Yeah, I think it was two years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. My new albums... What do I got? Well, there's keeping the ska thing going. I got uh, the new Bedouin was really good. Yeah, so that's like coming up in like two of them. Yeah. It's it's almost there, the new Bedouin. <laughs> I heard the song he did with, uh, they did with Amy Interrupter. Yeah, that was very good. And I loved it. so good well we're gonna get to that in a couple of weeks because uh yeah yeah and i talked about it because we we came to terms with the fact that our listenership is very minuscule and uh so instead of trying to cast very small instead of trying to cast a wide net with like oh let's do mariana's trench maybe we'll get some people with that no no the next few weeks all Scott, all the time. <laughs> Just music we like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's it called? Hey, you know what it was kind of it was when i was trying to write that max webster episode i was like 
God, I just have no interest in any of these albums. I was like four of them. I couldn't tell you one song off of them. <laughs> there was such a slog that I was like, yeah, if we're going to do it, if we're going to keep doing it, let's just have some fun and do bands we like. Well, it was a combination, right? You had gotten your new job, and then we had to do Max Webster, which you know, I was listening to some of those albums, and I wasn't enjoying it, but it was this stupid... Kim Mitchell derailed this whole show because we were putting. Yeah, we just wanted to do Kim Mitchell, but we had to do Max Webster to do Kim Mitchell. We were, like uh, we were cranking out episodes with relative consistency, considering we both work full time jobs, and uh, and then yeah. we get to this and we literally hit a brick wall. Yeah, Patio Lanterns is a great song, yeah. though. Well, yeah, we can we can add that to another summertime mix next summer, and then we can say fuck Kim Mitchell for the rest of his stuff. <laughs> There you go. Um, uh, so I, I sent you, I think it was back in the summer or the fall, uh, this this okay. uh, that King Prawn, that ska van. I sent you a link in Spotify. Like, I in- heard of King Prawn. Yeah. I don't remember you sending this to oh, me. Yeah, I sent you- Usually when people send me this stuff, I was like, oh, great, an obligation. Well, you were very oh, confused when I sent this show. Like, what is this? What is this? I'm confused. I'm like, it's just an album. I'm really enjoying it. You're like, oh, it's Clearly, you didn't listen to it. Sorry, but uh, that was really—it's not a new album, but it's just—it was new to me. Okay. It was like on Family yeah. Guy with Charlie Manson when he's in jail. He's like, I haven't heard it. It's new to me. It's new to me. Uh, obviously, the Flatliners. I've been—I've uh, been listening to the hell out of that new Flatliners album. And okay, so we can do them for an episode. Yeah, I was bugging you for like all summer to cover the flat. The album. I don't know. We've been up. We've been down. We've been all around. Now we're finally getting our shit together. Obviously, the Interrupters new album was phenomenal. Uh, I, yeah, it was really good. I think I still like the second one, my favorite. Whew, I don't know. I've listened. Okay, so outside of this new one and the first one, yeah. I've listened to all of those tracks. I've, I've definitely heard every Interrupters song, yeah. but I've listened to them completely out of order. So one of the things going through these albums again is I'll be able to eat, listen to each one individually. Because I've I know all the tunes. I just haven't listened to them in order. I've just put on hey Spotify, play the interrupters. Okay, here's their biggest hits. see what else do i got here oh uh another album i listened to a lot of in 2022 was uh the anyway gang that's the uh chris murphy from sloan uh dave monks from tokyo police club sam sam roberts and this dude from Auto. it's a little super group i think i love you again 
good. It's very, uh, it's funny. You can tell if you're a fan of all those bands and singers, you can totally tell who wrote which song because it has that kind of a vibe yeah. to it. Like the first one is clearly, it's like, it's like Sam Roberts just like pulled this. It's like, well, this didn't make the cut of my last album. Let's do it with this. <laughs> yeah, the B sides yeah. join this band. It's very good. I recommend that. And um, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Pup from Toronto. Yeah, that's a band I've been meaning to get into. Uh, they actually did an episode of In Defense of Ska. So I guess they're big Ska guys. Oh, really? So that makes that makes me like them. Um, actually, there was a song I wanted to throw out there, just for songs that made radio rock this year. Um, I was a big fan of Tip of My Tongue by Red Hot Chili Peppers. I thought that was a good tune. And uh, that was nice and funky. Good uh, good return to the funk roots for the Chilies. We want Chili Willie. <laughs> we want Chili Willie. Come on, phone. Uh, hold on. The other song, though, and this would be probably my favorite song that was released to radio this year, would be um, Wild Child by the Black Keys. Have you heard this song? Probably. It is funky as hell. You listen to this song and you think like you're on the set of Boogie Nights. And you're going to see Mark Wahlberg and freaking John C. Riley doing their disco moves. It is an awesome song. Wild Child. Oh, man, it's great. My brother's going to hate that. He doesn't He doesn't like the Black Keys because they're kind of dicks. But uh, that song's killer. Well, it's weird because I saw, I remember seeing years ago, I think I was living in Windsor at the time. You know how CBS, uh, they did those like CBS Sunday mornings? Like they, I, yeah. I saw one they did on Vampire Weekend where they went back to their like old alma mater and like walked around. This is where we first formed. This is our first like battle of the yeah. around Columbia. They did one with the Black Keys where they went back to Akron, and they, yeah. they met parents and uh, they like I guess the high school they went to I guess produced a couple of other like celebrities. So like yeah, it was like a wall of fame, and so they like made room for them to like put a post picture of them up. So they talked with the principal and went back to their thing and they actually seem like pretty good guys but then like there's a decent joe rogan episode where they were on and pat carney did literally 95 percent of all the talking he was just talking so yeah. much shit and uh but he just he, he'll go in there and trash bands for no reason that's why i think he, i think they're kind of dicks well i think he's almost trying like, to be granted like, yeah, I think he's trying to be like a Noel Gallagher type, where he's just like talking yeah. shit, and it's like I don't know, maybe when he when he doesn't want to do music anymore, maybe he wants to be like a music critic or a personality, like because yeah, he asked Noel Gallagher to host like the British Voice or uh, the to basically be Simon Cowell, and he oh yeah, a hard pass. <laughs> of course, who would expect him to do that? But uh, with uh, Patrick Carney, I don't know. You know what? He, it was actually he. He did this like unprovoked attack on Justin Bieber, and even though Bieber himself can be quite the asshole, 
Well, he's been on a path uh, to redemption the last. He's few years. he's been on a path to righteousness for a while. Yes, he's been on a path to redemption. I think being back, but he, he did just he kicked someone who was really low for no reason. Granted, we all hated Bieber at different times in our lives, right? Of course, that that kid could get under your skin. But I remember when he went after it, it was just so unprovoked. I was like, "What the fuck? What are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, why why are you picking on this idiot? That everyone else picks on." Yeah. Anyway. But that song, Wild Child, is a killer dance floor banger. Well, anyway. I'll say this. It, the only wow, defense Jack. of the Black Keys, I will say, is Jack White started a beef with them first. <laughs> oh, did he really? Jack White? Yeah. Right, White Stripes Black Keys. Yeah. Well, that's not why. It's because oh. in the in the early 2000s, uh, post like grunge rock revival, where like the Hives, the Vines, the Strokes, the White Stripes, all those bands rose to prominence. Uh, basically, he accused them of kind of stealing his sounds, fusing in more bluesy stuff. And it's like Jack White, you do not own blues. Yeah, Get the fuck out of here. Last I checked, he was a white guy from Michigan, not a black guy from the Delta. I mean, you can be inspired by blues because, like, uh, oh, yeah. like uh, Dan Arbeck. Uh, could rattle off old blues musicians with the best of them. It's kind of like how, uh, you know how we always say... Help me, on, help, me, help, me on, help me on that one. Who's Dan Arbeck? He's the lead singer of the Black Keys. The guy with the beard. Uh, <laughs> like, you know how when we were... I, like, I just thought I liked the song. I didn't say I knew everything about them. You remember years ago when we talked, when we first got into Bedwin, and we always said Jay Malinowski gets the pass from like singing with a bit of the reggae accent because he's a yeah. he's a music history purist in terms of all that reggae yeah. and stuff. That's Dan and Dan Auerbach for blues. Yeah, we talked about that during the uh, what's it called? Um, during the Ill Scarlet right episode. So we were like. You know, Bedwin's the band that listened to Sublime. I was like, shit, we need to check out all the bands they're listening to. And they became reggae aficionados. Yeah. Uh, Il Scarlet's the band that listened to Sublime. I was like, we need to smoke a bunch of weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, speaking anyway. of Sublime, or Sublime, yeah. uh, has there been any more headway about that biopic? All I heard was that it was announced... And the guy who directed the Hunger Games is directing it. And that was it. That was the last I heard. That was, and that was like September. So, pardon me? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it might be good. It might get competitive. Maybe they got to beat up No Doubt to win some kind of fighting tournament. I don't know. You're an idiot. No Doubt, we're buddies. I know they're buddies. I'm just trying to think of other bands at the time. They're in the area. Anyway. I don't know how geographically far apart Anaheim and Long Beach are. So I think it's like here to Toronto. Not that they're pretty close, yeah. yeah. Although with that freeway traffic. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, open up your Spotify as uh, All right. one of the one of the popular things to do. That every it dominates every Instagram story. Every like early December uh, is yeah. is the Spotify Wrapped. The Spotify Wrapped. Where the fuck is it? Go in your uh, go in the playlist. All right, my library playlists. Uh, oh, my top songs twenty twenty two. So are we looking for? Yeah. Well, okay. you can also go like your top five because I think uh, it gives you your top 
artists and your top like 10 songs or it gives you like a whole playlist of like 100 songs but uh okay hold on yeah i've got the playlist i made sure i saved that hold on here hold on hold on brian take it easy yes clearly i'm very riled up oh all right here we go uh, my top songs. It just has a bunch of different playlists. And like merch of artists that I like. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Now I'm onto it. Okay. What, what do you want? Well, let's start. Can you, do you see your top five artists? Hold on. Let me get to it. I'll, well, you're fumbling around. Uh, I'm going to go through mine. Okay. Go through yours. At number five. Also. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I listen to, I spent 30,797 minutes listening to music this this year. I don't know what that, how many days that counts or how much of my days were that boils down to. I'm not a mathematician, but uh, I'm a mathematician. <laughs> my uh, my top 5 bands were Block Party, Springsteen, and do you know why I log so much Springsteen time? Because of that road trip to Pittsburgh with Jake. Not that I don't love Springsteen. Oh, but yeah, that's all he listens to. To Pittsburgh and back. All Springsteen. Well, he, he has that serious radio now. So all he listens to is the Springsteen channel. I know. I'm like, Jake. So that's Every it. other artist almost has a, ser- has a, has a channel. Like, you can do anything. Uh, so, yeah. Block Party, Springsteen, Rascals, obviously because of our episode. Uh, uh, Great Big C again because of our episode and Doug in the Slides. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> Doug in the Slides was number one, huh? It's just when they back in the winter when I found out they were all on there, I just listened the shit out of them because there's a lot of uh, stuff that I missed the first time around when we did the episode. That's why I kept bugging you for a revisit. But we'll get there eventually. We don't have to do it now. Okay, I think I'm getting down to the artists. I got my top. You know what my top song was? Hook by Blues Traveler. Well, that makes sense. That's like your go-to, whatchamacallit, karaoke song, right? Uh, No, it's actually uh, Runaround is my top karaoke song. My top five songs were Cast Away by Blues Traveler, uh, Howling at Nothing by Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, uh, which is actually a song by them I like better than Son of a Bitch. Uh, My Town by Buck09, What I Got by Sublime, and uh, Hook by Blues Traveler. They were just on a lot of the made-for-me lists, so I listened to them a lot. Uh, Some of my top songs were, again, Flatliners, Performative Hours, great song. Okay. Uh, Shoot Out the Lights by Mad Caddies. Oh, won't you shoot out the lights, shoot out the lights before dawn. Oh, won't you shoot out the last, shoot out the last before dawn. Is that a cover of the Richard Linda Thompson song, Shoot Out the Lights? I don't know. Shoot Out the Lights. It's not off their covers yeah. album. It's off their album Dirty Rice from like oh, okay. 2012 or 2014, something like that. Uh, Head Above yeah. Water by Hall & Oates. Okay. It's off of the Private Eyes album. Um, Helicopter by Block Party. And a song called "Co uh, Young," Co Young by the Walker Rotors. That's the that's a Celtic supergroup with Ted Hutt, the one dude from the Pogues, and the kid from Dropkick Murphys. The sea 
secrets of life she would solve for me As a sickle can split bamboo And the name that she gave was Sue Young She and she lived up where the seven winds blew Where she stayed in the dark for twenty years And she never saw the light of day Oh cool! Dude for the post is Shane McGowan? No, the uh, the accordion player who's... Um... When Josh Adam Myers did the Pogues episode of the 500, he interviewed that guy. It was like, I think it was like oh, cool. okay. something Leahy. Um, okay. Actually, it's funny. I saw an interview or I read an interview with that guy. Uh, when he joined the Pogues, like he already had a friendship with those guys because they were in like a different band. And, but he didn't play. I think he played piano and they knew he played piano. So that Shane McGowan and one of the other guys showed up at his doorstep, handed him an accordion and say, you play piano, learn this. And he did. Jeez. And that's They're two different probably, beasts. Oh, I know. The accordion and the piano. Shane yeah. McGowan is probably off his head. And he's like, I oh, can do it. He's probably hammered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he didn't say, here, he played this. He went, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got my top five artists. Right. Um, and you're right. The podcast did have a significant influence. Uh, number five was The Rascals because of that episode. Uh, number four, G-Love and the Special Sauce. Yeah. Number three, Blues Traveler. Number two, Great Big C from the podcast. And number one was Sublime. Also, just, you know, what's funny. I just now got your email. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? About inviting me. Yeah, we were having a lot of troubles using uh, using Zencaster. That's pretty funny. To record this. So it's, t- so. it's 10.18 now. When did you send that? Like 9.30, 9 o'clock? Yeah, about that. Maybe even earlier. It might have been an hour ago. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's funny too because uh, Castaway, which was my number five song, which of course, Blues Traveler featuring Rome from Sublime with Rome and the Dirty Heads. Think that way. Cause now at last I feel like trying I've been lost of days And here I'm finally feeling safe with you I'm not the only castaway uh, I remember it was featured heavily in our uh, summertime so- show And I remember yeah. after we did the show You shared it on your uh, your Instagram feed I was like, oh, that made me feel good Well, it's uh, I even played it like, My friend Miles is a big music snob and I played that for him. He seemed to dig it. Uh, really? Because I'll tell you, music snobs don't normally dig Blues Traveler, Sublime with Rome, or the Dirty Heads. <laughs> well, Miles Miles is not the – like, when I say – I shouldn't have said snob. He's an aficionado. Okay. Like, he loves he loves, like, everything. But he seemed to dig it. He, at least he wasn't sniping at it. If he didn't much care for it, he didn't tell me. But... <laughs> he had an adequate response. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's I was surprised Tannehy by uh, Serengeti, which I thought was going to be in my top five, was down at like number eight. Hooch by That's Everything hilarious. made my top ten. Who got the hooch, baby? You know what's sad? Well, it's not yeah. sad I like because I choose what I want to listen to, but I'm going through this, and uh, there's a big resurgence in a lot of like uh, like skate punk, like uh-huh. – um, like uh, that that band, the Bomb Pops. Oh yeah, yeah, they're good. And uh, like the Hippos and uh, the Hippos are good. This band, the band called the Ergs, they're very good. And uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket, they were on this 
Oh, yeah, uh, we missed uh, seeing them on your birthday. They opened for uh, the Murphys, and we got there too late. Yeah. Um, but the most contemporary song I have on here in terms of anything that's new and popular is that song uh, from the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse soundtrack, Sunflower, by Post Malone. I don't like that song. It grew on me. I just don't get the appeal of this mid-tempo pop music that's out these days. It just floats there. Nothing happens. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just take you on yeah. a journey. It's just, it's there. And I guess, I don't know. I guess people just want, it's funny. Like sometimes I remember a few years ago, there was a girl I dated and she shared like her Spotify list and like three of her five top songs were like these 45 minute, just music to go to sleep to songs. Like Boom. not even a real song, but it makes sense. You'd listen to them so much. Because if you if you need music to get to sleep, you'd listen to them every night, right? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, I forgot. New albums in twenty twenty two. The uh, that band Sparta. They have a new album. I know you don't oh, okay. care about Sparta. I do. Uh, well, no, I Sp- Sparta was okay because I remember they did this music video. Um, I actually remember the song. That was the one they're like everything, everything. How do you sleep at night? I thought it was a really cool song and a really cool music video because it was this guy who goes to a bar, he gets drunk, and he hits a woman on his way home, and he just keeps reliving it. And uh, I thought it was really well done. I didn't realize it was Sparta and the whole thing with that, the drive-in and um, the the band McDuffie likes that everyone thinks is so great. Oh, Uh, Mars Volta. Mars Volta. Uh, I didn't know anything about that until you told me all this drama when you went and met Mr. Hoffman, who was a big fan and aficionado of those bands. Yeah, I, I dove back in at the drive-in this year, too, because uh, when I saw Sparta put out a new album, I was like, eh, I'll cycle back to at the drive-in. And that they have that one. Well, a bunch of their albums are pretty good, but there's the one album that's really good. I forget what it's called now, but it's uh, it's got the song called One Arm Scissor and Invalid Letter Department. And yeah. they actually have a song on that album. It's crazy because it was written in like 2002. It's called Quarantine. Oh, there you go. And like some of the lyrics and like stuff, it's like, God, were these guys prophets? Speaking of um, quarantine, just because they did a song called Quarantine at the beginning of the pandemic, and now they have a new song out this year. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the song Edging that was released this year by Blink-182? I know you like Blink-182. Yeah, and I was actually a little excited, and I heard it, and I was like, the first listen, I was like, I almost liked it for the sake of liking it, because it was like, I got caught in the hype of Blink-182 yeah. coming back. And then it's the more I heard it, like, I'd hear it on the radio. I'm like, change. I just, I don't. Yeah. Stinks. I kind of had higher aspirations for this big release. Like, had it even been connected to an album? Like, they connected it to a tour. And there there will be an album. But it was like, you couldn't do more than just this two and a half minute quickie? When you guys reunited after all these years? Yeah, it's. I, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I didn't like the song so much. It made me appreciate Matt Skiba, and I went back and listened to Alkaline oh, really? Trio instead. Because because uh, I, I said they should have continued as a four-piece. They should have brought kept Matt in well, the band. Well, yeah, there was no reason to get rid of him. They probably no, could have done no. a lot more interesting stuff as a four-piece, too. Well, not only that, because... Because uh, he did you know, some singing with, when he was with them, didn't he? 
Yeah, he's saying pretty much. Uh, he's saying all the Tom parts, like they the, just because. No, Tom no, but like, Tom, okay. So, how many albums did they, re- they release with Skiba? Was it just Neighborhoods? Uh, no, Neighborhoods was the last one Tom was on. Uh, oh, so they okay. did California. That's the one that was nominated for a Grammy. That was produced by John Feldman uh, okay. from Goldfinger. Okay. And then they did Nine. Nine had a little more contemporary feel with a lot of that kind of like ambient rock that's just there uh okay. that wasn't as good but um california was a great album so they did two I was, albums i was Skiba. so impressed yeah they did two albums of skiva right yeah and i remember you playing one of them and he sang at least a couple of songs oh yeah he sang half okay so why not just tom delange's back he's in the band and now you have you got three guys that can sing songs well, and not you can only do the that, full catalog and not just the Tom stuff. Not only that, you got two, two good. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You take Tom DeLong for what he is, but like Matt Skiba is not a bad guitar player, uh, and so you can do more solos. You can really yeah. expand the sound because you know if you go back and watch this documentary called the um, uh, Pursuit of Tone, uh, Ernie Ball, you know the strings company. Yeah. Uh, they did these little documentaries. They did a really good one with Mike Ness. Uh, and I think it's on YouTube somewhere, but they did one with Tom DeLong. And, you know, he's always talking about the progression of Blink-182 and how Travis and Mark wanted to keep it as like the legacy type, you know, the pop punk, whereas Tom was always trying to push it in strange new directions, like Barney with... Uh... Number eight? <laughs> And uh, that's why the the sound changed so much over time. It's tried to get a little more dark and serious and less fun. Um, but with Matt in the band, you know, they could have kept it a little more grounded because, you know, he's not he's not such a spaz like Tom. <laughs> oh yeah, or, or, or insane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it was a route they could have taken, and I don't know why they didn't take it, but. Maybe they just want to go out as the original lineup. Maybe. Know. Well, that's, you know, that's if all. If they the have an additional touring guitarist that isn't Matt Skiba, I'm going to be pissed off for him. Well, I mean, Quote that Arnold both... movies from the, that Arnold movie from the 80s, Brian. Raw deal. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Because, again, that was another tour that tickets got snatched up so fast. They were in resale for a couple hundred bucks, so. F that. Although I don't think Rusty. Blink ever took I don't think Blink ever took on any touring members. Um I thought they had a second guitar player for a while, no? Like yeah. as just Not a touring guy. Him. Okay. I didn't know you saw I, them. Yeah, I, uh Max and I saw them for that California tour, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. So uh I was working at the camp and huh. I was like, hey, I got these blank tickets. I got to shoot down to Toronto. Can I take a half day? They're like, no problem. We just, obviously, we can't pay you. You clock out at whatever noon and we'll pay you yeah. for a half day. I'm like, that's fine. So at, at the Tim's camp, you were partnered up with a, like a co-counselor. And the guy that I was partnered up with it for that session was this like 19-year-old buffoon. Like I was clearly the one who had to do all the leadership stuff with these kids. Yeah. And like, so apparently... I come back and mind you, this is after going to a concert. I'm exhausted. I drove like a few, like three hours up to, from Toronto to yeah. Perry Sound. And I roll in at two 
I'm up at six, waking up the kids. I got like three and a half hours of sleep. Um, and I, I sit down at breakfast the next day and people are like, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm like, what? They're like, oh, yeah, you didn't hear? He got fired and sent home. While I was gone, uh, he couldn't oh handle God. He couldn't handle those kids for half a day to the point where he was like making all these terrible decisions. And they're oh like, God. you're not, you're not fit to work with the, the kids. I'm sorry. And yeah, oh, I got called shit. into the office. I got called in the office. So I thought I was in trouble for like that yeah. half day. At first I was like, no, you guys knew I was taking the half day. They're like, oh no, you're just going to be soloing for the rest of the session. I'm like, that's fine. I can handle it. It's just, Jesus. I thought it was pretty funny. Wow. All because you went to go see Blink-182. This guy's summer <laughs> got ruined. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else you got in that list of yours? Uh, well, um, as they do at the Oscars and every uh, ball-dropping ceremony, you know, they always do the celebrities in memoriam who we lost yeah. in the year. So, do you, you have know, a list I, or should I bring one up? No, I, I got a list. I mean, oh, okay. You got to cut it off at some point, but the people that I did find, let's see, obviously the queen, who cares? We should have followed, <laughs> we should have followed suit with the Americans and told them to kick rocks and be our own nation, not under, come <laughs> up our ass. Like, I do kind of like the unity about the monarchy. So when you meet someone from another monarchy country, you can go, hey, monarchy. I do like that. Uh, hey. Yeah, it's part of our charm. We should have told them to. What, that we're the England's bitch? No, that's not, that's not charming. <laughs> um, let's see. Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, huh? Sidney Poitier, Bill Russell. Uh, Who's Bill Russell? No, Bill Russell. Oh, right, for the Celtics, yeah. <laughs> you know, I said to somebody, I think I said to my dad, I said, you know, everyone's always talking about Michael and LeBron as the, and Kobe as the GOATs. So I'm like, what about Bill Russell? That guy's won like 10 championships. Yeah. And but my dad's like, you got to remember, that was when he was going up against a bunch of slow-footed white guys, and he just ran circles around. <laughs> it always reminds me of that Norm joke when he was talking about cheating in baseball. He's like, how is for cheating? Jackie Robinson. No one else had a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Loretta Lynn. Yeah, Loretta Lynn, who shares my uh, birthday. Uh. And uh, I remember when I was trying to go through those albums when we first started following Jam's podcast, I went out and bought her like greatest hits album just to try to listen oh, yeah. to some of the songs that'd be on. I couldn't believe how much I liked it. I, yeah. I didn't think I'd like it at all because it's 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 old country music, but I really enjoyed it. Her song Fist City, where she's just threatening to beat up a wo- another woman, <laughs> is awesome. Yeah, check out Loretta Lynn. Uh, let's see, Mikhail Gorbachev. Madeleine Albright, uh, Jean-Luc Godard, the French filmmaker, who is heavily influenced by, yeah. uh, he he was basically the the catalyst of the French New Wave cinema. I, I think I saw one of his films, but uh, I can't remember which one. I, I Any synthesizers like, for me. <laughs> what? Not, not new, wave new Wave music, you idiots. It's uh. New Wave cinema. Um, let's see. Ben Scully. Yes. Now, let me do a little thing here. Vin is not a sports fan. It doesn't even matter. Like, in as a broadcaster, yeah. there's no one better than Vin Scully. Yeah. Like, he took these baseball games, and I remember watching one, 
It was like the Padres and the Dodgers. I think the Padres are up like 10 nothing or something like that on the Dodgers. And he's like, did I ever tell you about the time Jackie Robinson and I went ice skating? And he goes up for like three innings about them going ice skating together. And it was interesting. Well, <laughs> I guess Jackie didn't know how to skate. But he was so competitive with Vin. He didn't want yeah. Vin to beat him. So he got out there like just went as hard as he could on his skates, not even knowing how to skate. Uh, well, not only did Vin Scully just transcend the game, uh, yeah. like, you know, whenever the Simpsons did a broadcasting impression, it was always Vin Scully. Like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like when he, Homer he was is trying the, to be yeah. sober, and he's like, and now there's a beach ball on the field. <laughs> and the ball boys are trying to figure out which one to go get. Like, that's Vin Scully impression. He was part of a Gabo's theme song. I can yeah. dance the holly gully. I can imitate Vin Scully. We interrupt this triple play to bring you farmer Dan sausages. <laughs> um, but no, the other thing about Vin was, uh, did, did you know how he got hired by the Dodgers? Yes. Well, I knew how he, because he called, I think it was college football when he was starting yeah. out. And he, yeah. based, I think, I forget what team it was, but it was like a shitty, cold, snowy day. And he's standing up in the booth. Freezing it was at Fenway head. Park and he was on the roof of yeah. Fenway Park doing the game. And he left his hat and coat back at the hotel because he thought he was going to be in the in the booth. And he didn't complain. Yeah. That was the big thing. He didn't complain. And uh, that got him brought on as like a summer intern with the Dodgers, and he just stayed with them. And he's of that era of like Red Barber and people who like you don't like so many people are now reliant on a color guy who played baseball to like, you know, fill in some gaps Mm -hmm. uh, or to like bounce stuff off of like him and Red Barber could just like paint you a story while they're talking. And like, it's almost like. It's like they they had lizard eyes, right? Like one's over here looking at the action of the game. And something's like, oh, there's a fellow over in the right field who keeps scratching himself with an oversized stick. I wonder what's going to – you know what I mean? Like he's just keeping everyone informed of just randomness around the ballpark. He um, told this one story about – because Barber was his hero. Red Barber brought him to the Dodgers. Like that was his, his mentor. Right. And he remembered being a young man listening to this – broadcast that red barber was doing where uh it was a really gloomy day and he could see the storm coming into abbott's field and in between plays he'd be like and the clouds get darker and the wind starts to blow them closer and i can see lightning off like like he really played this up so he thought my god that's awesome you know what i mean like yeah he really got the picture across that the storm's coming and then we got to get this game in you know so he had a spring training game in Florida, and uh, he looked out and he saw some dark clouds that looked like they were coming the way of the stadium. Right. So he kept doing it, and he he was hyping up these clouds for like four or five innings. Turned out to be smoke from some like house that burnt down. <laughs> and uh, he was like, "Oh, oh no, <laughs> no rain at all." I got my <laughs> But yeah, no Vince Vince Scully as a broadcaster is one of my uh, one of the one of the I rarely post in memoriams on Instagram. Right. I posted one for him. Yeah. Him and Terry Hall were the only two I posted in memoriam for this year. And then I think before that it was just like Chadwick Boseman, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. 
There's not well, many that I do that for. Because, I mean, I'm of the mindset, unless something really influenced you or hit you hard, like we were both sad when Levon died because we were both, you know, brought yeah, up. Yeah, that was before I was on Instagram. Right. But, me like, died. yeah. I mean, you could have done it on Facebook. But, uh, I, think I did. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. It's just because if something is really tied to either like your upbringing or just something like, I'm sure Vin Scully was probably one of because when we first became friends, you always wanted to be a sports broadcaster. You were never mm-hmm. into music. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Cheek, Jerry Howarth, and like Vin Scully and some of those guys were your inspiration. Because you oh, were into baseball back when you were, even yeah. when you were a little kid. But and Vin was – because we remember, I got KTLA games when I was a kid, when you got the Kojiko package. Right. You'd get WGN, KTLA, UPN out of Boston, and uh, I think there was one more. Maybe it was just – It was, uh, it was like w- TV. You get you get uh, the Braves games. I thought it was like WSKB out of Boston or something. Was yeah, w- something like that. But it was, it was UPN for a while, and they just played those shows out of the UPN thing. Right. But you would get some Red Sox games, and you get some White Sox and Cubs – Occasionally, KTLA would play an Angels game, which was usually kind of cool. Um, I saw one where they played the Brewers, and Chili Davis got into it with a fan. That's kind of <laughs> neat. Yeah. It turns out it was the wrong fan, too. Some other guy got yelled at him, and he got mad, and he just started yelling at the closest guy to him. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, Kirstie Alley, Gaylord Perry. Yeah. Yep. The, the, the guy who uh, may or may have not thrown a spitter. We'll never know, Gaylord. <laughs> um, Christine, yeah. Christine McVie or McVie from uh, yeah, from uh, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Angela Lansbury. Yeah, I was hoping she'd be a centurion, but uh, uh, yeah, Bruce, she still had a good run. Bruce Souter. Yeah, yeah. Cool. The inventor of the split finger. Coolio he died pretty young too. Yeah, he was like sixty-nine or something. Sixty-eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Coolio, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Khan. Yeah, I remember that was like a bad couple of months for uh, gangster actors because James Khan died. Yeah. Leota died. Yeah, well, he's uh, on my list. And, Thanks for jumping uh, ahead. Tony Sirico, who played Polly Walnuts on The Sopranos, he died. And Paul Servino. And Paul Servino was the other one, yeah. yeah. And they all died within a couple months of one another. Uh, let's see. Philip Baker Hall, who played Bookman. Oh, the great Philip Baker Hall. Bookman is my all-time favorite. Him and Lawrence Tierney are my favorite one-off Seinfeld characters. God, it's so good. Maybe that's how you get your kick, Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do this for you. I do this for the little boy who walks into a branch of the public library. I find drawings of pee-pees and wee-wees <laughs> and that cat in the hat and that seven Chinese sons. <laughs> Actually, my cousin Charlie had a copy of the seven Chinese sons. There's a reason why that book's not in the library anymore. <laughs> Horribly racist. Plus, he was in that uh, Larry David-directed movie, Sour Grapes, where he oh plays God, uh, yeah. the boss of, uh, what's that guy's name? Um, Craig Bierko. Yeah, Craig Bierko, who wins. Yeah. He wins his money in Vegas. Uh, sorry, not he only gets like forty thousand dollars. Like he gets a year's salary, and yeah. that's it. Less than a year's salary for a lot of people. Yeah, and so he. It's it's basically if you've ever seen the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's a long Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Yeah. Basically, he wins this jackpot, but he got fifty cents from his cousin. 
Chris, uh, played by what's his name? Something Weber. Stephen Weber. Stephen Weber. Weber. Yeah. And so now it becomes this pissing contest on how much he owes him for that jackpot because he gave him the money, or does he owe him nothing, or does he owe him fifty cents? It's such a Seinfeld curb type episode. But uh, so Philip Baker. All the Hall, funny scenes in that movie, by the way, happened at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Then it just gets. It happened like when there's a ten minute period where every funny scene in that movie. Happens. Well, yeah, because when that movie comes or can't started, it's like this could have been one of the best comedies of all time, and then just. Yeah. But, uh, out. So what I remember from that was uh, when he's in the limo. He's smoking a big cigar and he calls the guy Dumbo. Hey, Dumbo! <laughs> takes him out of the car and beats him up. And then Philip Baker Hall's scene where yeah, uh, he's, he's like, boss. And he's yeah. like, he's like uh, he calls his boss fuckface. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm the best soul designer you have, fuckface. And uh, with a straight face, he, uh, Philip Baker Hall's like, that's it, you're fired. <laughs> Oh, I'll just go back to my $40,000 fortune then. I'm very good. You're fired. <laughs> um, let's see what we, who else we got. Uh, the great Ronnie Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. Guy Lafleur. Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, oh, that was a sad one when Gilbert yeah. died. Did you see all these pictures? There's all these pictures of the three of them. Norm and Bob Saget and yeah. Gilbert Gottfried. They're all close friends and they all died within months of one another. It was yeah. crazy. Was yeah. Bob Saget a 22? Did he die later in 2020? No, he died. No, he died very early in 2022. Okay. Uh, he died on my flight back when I came home at, at Christmas. On the flight back, oh, wow. Alex had texted me, Bob Saget died. And when we landed, I saw it. And I didn't know anything that had happened because I guess they were thinking he had a heart attack at that time, but it looks like he just, it was an accident. He just had a bad fall. And, but um, uh, it was one thing about Gilbert Gottfried. Hold on. I'm not talking Gilbert Gottfried. Okay. I remember he did this one comedy special, and all it was was old one-liners. Like, these are, like, like jokes that are basically in um, the public domain, right? They're not anybody's. Anybody can tell them. But he just told all these old jokes in that Gilbert Gottfried voice. <laughs> and it was hilarious. Well, Have you ever seen the clip of him... Uh, it's a Hamilton video. Have you ever seen this? He's getting interviewed by uh, this Hamilton news reporter, Karen Cumming, who usually did like hard news. And she was a serious reporter, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, hello, tonight with the show, uh, tonight with the show at uh, Cops Coliseum is Mr. Gilbert Gottfried. Hello, Gilbert. He's like, hello, how are you? And she's like, <laughs> she can't control herself. <laughs> he doesn't even do anything. He's like, Hello. <laughs> And she can't get her shit together. And then Gilbert doesn't know what to do, so he starts laughing. It's That's hilarious. Funny. You ever seen that bit? No. Oh, my God. It's so funny. And uh, the last yeah. one that stood out is because I'm a Phillies fan. So uh, Kurt Simmons. Um, or Simones. Uh, he was the last surviving Kurt member. Kurt Simmons was. Yeah. He was the last surviving member of the Wiz Kids. Uh, the nineteen oh okay uh, the nineteen fifty Phillies who had like one of the youngest collective pitching staffs at that time who they won the pennant but they didn't win the uh, they didn't win the they World got swept series. by they got swept by the Yankees but it was a good World Series like all the games were like one nothing two to one yeah uh, so that's all the uh, I mean obviously you could there's probably another. I could spend half the episode doing like more celebrities but like those mm-hmm. were the ones that stood out. Uh, and obviously, we could talk about Bob Saget, but I'm I'm literally gonna freeze to death soon, so we gotta keep going. 
You poor guy. Uh, well, here's my you own fault. Could have just done it for the com- Yeah, it is your own fault. I mean, I also could have just gone inside when my cigar went out, but here we are. Um, there you go. We don't have too much left anyway, basically. Um, so we're going to shift. You know, one thing I hate, oh, it's, uh, I'm surprised they don't do more movies about New Year's Eve. There is that one movie called New Year's Eve. It was like one of those intertwining stories. Oh, yeah. But it was, I heard oh, it was, shit. Yeah. So, but like, you think that, because the magic of the quote unquote holiday season doesn't stop when Christmas is over, right? There's New Year's yeah. Eve and like the, you know, the hope of what's to come. So you think there would be more movies that took place around New Year's, but it never happens. Uh, the original. Ocean's Eleven takes place on New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah? That caper, were you? The caper they were going to pull off was on New Year's Eve, so I always assumed that the Clooney version took place on New Year's Eve, but it just takes place at a nondescript point in time. Um, But that was a New Year's Eve one. I guess the conclusion of When Harry Met Sally, that takes place on New Year's Eve. I've never seen that movie, though. Yeah. Um, A lot of movies will, like, conclude or have a New Year's scene in them. But they won't necessarily be about New Year's. Um, Do you remember 200 Cigarettes? Yeah. Paul Rudd, that takes place on New Year's Eve. Um, So there are movies that take place on New Year's Eve. That uh, that movie that you hate, Just Friends, has a New Year's scene. When when Ryan Reynolds pisses everybody off, he goes back to L.A. and then comes back on New Year's, and that's when he wins her over. I thought he came back on Christmas. No, he did. And then he stayed for Christmas. Oh, then he leaves and comes back again. On New Year's Eve, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that sounds like the formula of those uh, yeah. 90s rom-coms, yeah. So we've, we're both 37. We, uh, we've had enough New Year's where, you know, when we're young bucks, we're trying to like, oh, we got to go out. We got to make it worth oh, it. I know. Blah, 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 blah. And, like, you break the bank. You know, any other time, like, you go to, like, a sports bar or a pub, it's like, hey, welcome to Slapdick Willie's. Why don't you come in? And, uh, you know. Drinks are cheap and food is whatever. Then the New Year's Eve, yeah. it's like fifty bucks just to get in. You might get like a glass of champagne and maybe like a buffet, yeah, or something. But like sometimes it's literally just to get into the freaking door. It's like twenty bucks. New Year's Eve is maybe like one of the most, at least in my experiences with New Year's Eve. And I'm an optimist, yeah, but it's one of the most like consistently disappointing nights, yeah. If you're thinking about going on the town, you know what I mean? Like you're better off just finding someone who's having people over and just going to their house. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? It's yeah. Like- it just, it's, 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 I've yet to go out for a great New Year's Eve. Yeah. Although I, I will say um, there was one New Year's I had a lot of fun when actually Tom came to visit me here at Thunder Bay and we didn't have anything to do. And uh, what's it called? I got asked to go to. We have these things called shags up here in Thunder Bay, right? And it's like a stag and doe, except the whole city is invited, right? You buy a ticket, everyone comes. There's websites that promote your events and stuff like that. Brent and I had one, you know, a- anyone can go. So I didn't really realize this because I thought it was like a stag and doe kind of thing. You had to know the bride and groom, and I was asked to go by the uh, the head of the DJ company I worked for to kind of man the turntables should something happen. And he had to send his guy out to a different event. Right. I was like, well, I got this friend of mine in town. He goes, no, you won't have to do anything and you can drink. That's okay. Just, can you just be at this place right. for the night? And I was like, so I can just drink and party and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I get paid to get drunk. Sure. He paid me to just drink a party. Nice. So we had a blast. And that was actually a good new year's Eve. 
Um, I'm just trying to think of New Year's Eve's going out that I had fun and like I don't. Know, it was kind of nice. Like the last New Year's Eve in Hamilton, I went out with you, uh, Park Hill. Brent and I went out with you in Park Hill. We went to Snooty Fox and they gave us free champagne. That was nice. It was just nice having free champagne. Do you remember um, when we were kids? When you stayed uh, stayed with my family and we went across. I remember one New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went across the street. Your mom wanted to like walk through the neighborhood and knock on people's doors. I wish I'm happy to here. Well, because when I was a kid, what we used to do is <laughs> we used to have a, like a lot of our family friends over and their kids. Yeah. And they would always yeah. come over to our house and uh, we would go out on the street banging pots and pans at New Year's. Is that right? Okay. Make a shit ton of noise. And um, so that's probably where it comes from. But yeah. I remember- that's very old fashioned. Oh, yeah. That is like an old tradition. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I remember we, my mom ordered us a shit ton of pizza and all of the trimmings and, uh, we watched Independence Day and then we watched, we walked across the street and rung in the new year with my parents and, uh, you, and we listened to Save Ferris's Modified because you got it for Christmas and I hadn't heard it yet. And, uh, my mom felt bad because she gave you champagne and, uh, you told your mom, like, Mrs. Lass gave me champagne. And my mom's like, Teddy, what the hell? My mom didn't care. I know because well, just, that was the thing. My mom's like, she's like, I love Janet, but I don't know. She's gonna bite my head off for giving you booze for all we. <laughs> for all we know, my mom could have been the catalyst into your problems. <laughs> oh boy. Um. But uh, no, no, no. That uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, like. The the company you keep to ring in the new year is far more important than like the big fancy event. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just when you're a single guy, you see all these movies where the guy's like, It's my last chance for love on New Year's Eve. <laughs> it's, it's Oh my god, if I don't get laid on New Year's Eve, my life is ruined. Yeah. So you think that you're gonna go out and you're gonna meet some chick and it's gonna be awesome and it just it did. Joseph new Gordon Levitt in the movie Um Five Hundred Days of Summer really nailed it. Yeah. He's like it's all the movies and the books and the pop songs. They all ruin it. They, they paint love as this big thing. It's a lie. He, he's right to a point. Yeah. Because it does give you expectations. Yeah. And expectations that are just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, but, I mean, uh, look at the, How I Met Your Mother. In the, first ep- or in the first season, Ted spends his Christmas bonus on a limo to uh, go to all these parties. That uh, they got invited. Don't get to. me started on that fucking show <laughs> and unrealistic expectations. Oh, I know. Uh, he arranges that weird two second date for Sarah Chalk. Yeah, which is insane. And no, no girl would be wooed by this. No girl would think, "Oh, how cute." They would be like, "This is weird. What you're doing right now is weird." And it would not go perfectly the way he had set it up. And she would not just go along with it. Ah, this is great. It would be strange, yeah. is what it would be. You know what real people do? Reschedule. <laughs> That's what they yeah, do. Yeah, because even like, because the whole reason he did that is because her character is like a single mom and a, like a doctor. So she works a lot. But I'm like, even doctors occasionally have a night off. And yeah, like, there's no reason that she couldn't have, like, gotten one night off and a sitter or gotten like family to watch a damn kid but they don't that's yeah romance movies and tv shows that's not interesting so they gotta have these obnoxious like expectations that can never be met do you believe so what else you got there freezy jefferson (laughs) what is 
that so funny? It sounds like Wheezy. Um, yeah, a little bit. Wheezy Jefferson. Uh, also, my beard is literally turning into slush. Is there any liquid left? It's it's like a slush puppy that you get at the arena. It is yeah. literally like a melted snowball. Yeah. yeah. But it's still pretty good, yeah. though. Yeah. Your slushy is great. Um, yeah. Do you believe that Wives' Tale, how you ring in the new year, is the the precursor to how your year is going to go? Or do you think that's all? Absolutely fun? not. I don't believe that at all. Okay. Yeah, I don't either. No. No. Uh, I will say my parents had a big superstition. There's a couple things on New Year's. A, you had to have the, ch- the calendars changed. Have the what? The, the calendars. You had to have all your calendars changed over to the New Year oh. before the clock. The other thing was the first person to walk through your door had to be a dark-haired man. Yeah, my mom said that too. I think it's just an older generation yeah. superstition. Yeah. My mom, no, my mom would make me lead the charge into the house if we were out on New Year's Eve because I had the darkest hair out of the men. And then sometimes you call my Uncle Bill over to walk through the front door. Interesting. Because he had darker hair than me. Yeah, yeah. Darkest hair wins. <laughs> she put Tom on retainer for uh, New Year's Eve. Wouldn't that Get over here. Imagine if uh, you had a family of blondes. If it got to a point, it's like, all right, let's see the bush. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. But a uh, dark-haired, dark-haired man through the door first. <clears throat> Last thing I'll say, and then we'll get the fuck out of here because I got to warm up. Okay. Um, New Year's resolutions. Your thoughts? I'm going to keep this uh, uh, an album a day up because I, I want to see as far as I can go. I know I'm not going to hit every day. Yeah. Um, probably not even going to do it after we record this. I'm probably going to. I'm probably going to listen to some tunes and like just mellow out a little bit, but. Yeah, uh, but I'm going to try to keep that up as best I can. Listen to a lot more new music. Nice. Or music that's new to me. But, like, do you believe in actually, aside, because this is, this is not something that's even like a New Year's resolution uh, thing. It's because it's typically New Year's resolutions are more like lifestyle changes and, you know, things like that. Yeah. It's like, do yeah. you believe yeah. in actually setting those or do you believe in more just trying to change habits and then the rest will follow? Because... Uh, well, it's not really a belief thing. You're just making goals for yourself, right? And you can make a goal for yourself at any time of the year. Yeah. Well, that's that's the. So it could be it could be the middle of August, and you'd be like, I want to lose weight. Yeah. You shouldn't be like it's the middle of August. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I want to lose weight. I'm gonna wait till January <laughs> to do it, so it could be my new well, year's resolution. Yeah, I was, get, I was just about to get to that because that's the thing. Um, if you're gonna break a habit. Or like, cause like, if you say I want to quit smoking, or I want to, you know, mm-hmm. I want to stop eating fast food, or I want like, since uh, since yeah. my mom had her surgery, I've been over around the family a lot more cooking meals for them because my dad can't cook. My brother once tried to make tacos for my dad. It literally looked like, it looked like squirrel turds. It was just like it was just charred oh, beef, ground beef. I was like, ugh. So it ain't burnt it. Yeah, burnt and uh, so I'm, I've been making a lot of meals for everybody and. Me coming over to cook also in in helped me because you know when work makes me want to smash my head through a wall, you know sometimes uh, comfort is you know grabbing some takeout and just watching a movie and you know, yeah. just kind of you know shitting the night away. Whereas you know I'm actually cooking, and then sometimes after I make dinner, I might you know have a little more energy, so I might go for a walk, or yeah, or I might even go to the gym or something. And so it's like 
that has uh, since December or November, that's been really impacting on my lifestyle, which I actually like the t-shirt I'm wearing underneath my hoodie back in the summer. It was a little tight and now it's a little looser. So, uh, there you so go. and that's, you know, you got to start that shit before the new year. Well, yeah, I remember, I remember posting a picture of me on the treadmill. One of these many times I was like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I posted a picture. I was like, New year, new me. But I'm two months early. Gonna meet. I wrote, but I'm two months. It was November. I was like, I'm two months early. Gonna beat all these fucking January idiots to the punch. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Uh, I mean, my gym is private and it's small, which is nice. But going, and I was using new new year, new me sarcastically. I know. know. Um, But like, whenever you go to like a a really big like Mick gym, you know, where it's like a million people. Yeah. That's the other thing I hate is you get the frigging January <sighs> guilt people who's like, I ate too much oh, yeah. cheese over the holidays and now I gotta lose some weight. And then like they go for two weeks, they're like, I'm gonna go back to eating cheese. <laughs> eating all the cookies. Eating all the cookies. Eating all the cookies. <laughs> oh god, it is literally <sighs> here. Oh well. You gotta cut the can open. I gotta eat. Now you're about to go inside anyway. Let it thaw out a little food. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, there you go. You you made your choice, and now you're living with it. But at least you can go inside and warm up now. Yeah. And if I don't die of pneumonia, I want to wish you up in Thunder Bay, my friend. I mean, I'm going to talk to you again tomorrow oh, and on Sunday. You. Yeah. But, um, on Sunday. Yeah. I want to wish you and your family. And to whoever the hell listens, Brent's and his family, because I know they listen. Yeah, Brent Poole Addison is uh, top listens. Yeah. So, uh, Max always listens because he's a sweetheart. My brother listens. Jordan. Uh, Jordan, your buddy. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, what about the guy with the kid? Uh, is that Jordan? That Jordan? I was like, there's a lot of people. I was thinking your buddy in Ottawa. Oh. I thought Jordan was your buddy in Ottawa. No, that's my, uh, that's my friend Andrew. Uh, oh, okay. Jordan, yeah, I coach his daughter, Nora. Jordan, uh, who else would listen? Uh, I think Duffy and Bucci. I think Alex says they listen, but I don't know if they do. Uh, they may have listened before, is what Alex said. But if McDuffie and Bucci listen to this, happy, well, happy Christmas and Merry New Year. Whoever the hell is out there, uh, yes. Have a as hope you had a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever the hell you celebrate. Yule. I heard you talking about Yule the other day. Yes, Yule. On the 21st. Yule Brenner? The solstice. Anyway. Uh, and hopefully you, whatever, however you ring in the new year, hopefully it's safe, happy, and with loved ones, and not sad. And uh, Yule Brenner and Sanka, <laughs> the fastest and the fastest of Jamaica sprinters, go to Olympics, fight for Jamaica. That's what you wanted me to do, wasn't That's it? That's kind of, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so... Sometime soon in the next couple of days, the VIP episode will drop. I thought I lost the file. Fucking time. I, I couldn't find the file for a couple of days. I had to like go back oh, and go. God. But I found it. All of that VIP listening to. <laughs> we would have had to do it all over again. I found it. I'm going to edit it. Um, and so that's going to drop soon. Yeah. And then this one will drop around New Year's Eve. So this will be. Why don't you play a little uh, Just My Luck out here? Just because no, I'm uh, play, like, you know, we owe it to our VIP no, fans. No, they're going to hear it in the VIP that's episode. Fine. We're gonna, I'm going to play I'm some old Lang Syne. All right, that's fine. All right. So, anyway, 
We'll see you in 2023. Peace. Hasta. 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 Has